No Bull. Powered by Earnhardt Auto Centers. For a premier destination near you, head to NoBull.com. Here's Chris, Crespin, and Simone. And welcome into the Friday edition of Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. Chris Schubert, Sean Crespin here with you on a Friday. Sean, a little bit of a late night for you. A little that one of those 9 p.m. tips for yeah. ASU basketball. How are you feeling on a Friday? Uh, I feel I'm feeling okay. You know we're getting through it, and uh, okay. it's a little bit easier after a win than it is when you do a you you work a 9 p.m. game against the lose. U of A and you yeah. go 0 for 12 to start the night and you're down by double digits within four minutes of the, you know, by the first media timeout, which is at 16 left on the clock. So four minutes in, you're down double digits and you're 0 for 12. When you have those kind of oh, at 9 p.m. tips, um, the next morning kind of sucks, but you know, you got a W last night. First time in damn near 50 days for the Sun Devils. So 72-68 over California, feeling okay. It's much easier when you get a win. Lots of stories for us to get into, a lot of football-related things to discuss here on the program. And, Sean, it's kind of been our brand here on this show. We're going to talk talk about the Cardinals and the draft once again on the show. But before we do that, let's tell everybody what is in the lead on the program today. This is the one they're talking about. This is about as official as official this kind of move could be. We saw the tweets from Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport yesterday. Sean... Deshaun Watson has gone to the Houston Texans, and he said, I formally request a trade. I would like to no longer play for the Houston Texans. I want to play for somebody else in 2021. So I ask you, Sean, I, I, listen, if you follow me on Twitter, at Shoe Radio, I did this yesterday. I quote tweeted the Ian Rappaport tweet. I tagged Sean, in and I said, Sean, where are we at on the meter? Where's the meter at? So, Sean, I start here. Are we updating the meter a little bit here on, on yeah, Friday? Yeah, the, the meter's been changing. We should almost make a graphic. The meter's been changing for... Um, you know, a handful of days now, but um, yeah, we're 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 beyond fifty percent at this point for sure. And then and then, when you read Adam Schefter's tweet yesterday, and it says uh, that this apparently was requested we some weeks ago, like a, like a week ago, yeah. And after so after your quarterback makes that request that he would like a trade, and and again he didn't demand it, he requested a trade. He requested. So we're a not trade, at yes. demand yet. We're at request. But after your quarterback requests a trade, you apparently, according to reports, would still like to mend things with him and bring Deshaun Watson back. You go yes. and hire David Coley as your head coach. Two thumbs up, Houston. Two thumbs up. Your quarterback, according to according to Schefter, a week plus ago, tells you he would like a trade. He has given you information of the coaches that he would like. Uh, or is interested in working with, you say you're interested in bringing him back, and you hire David Cully. Now, I'm not knocking David Cully um, as a person. I don't know him. Had to Google him to find out who he was when the news came down. Not going to lie, uh, but he does have a, you know, a lot of. He's very respected in the game. When you read the reports over the course of the last two days, uh, he's he's very respected. Though he's never had a coordinator position, never held a coordinator position. He. Um, he was the quarterback's coach and passing game coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. And hang on, let me uh, quick Google. Check, check your notes there. Check Dead notes last there. in passing this year. Schubert, you can't make this up. Quarterback requests trade. Has list of people he would like to work with. You hired David Coley. You're just pushing him out the door. Now, we're going to get into this a little bit later, but there's a thing called leverage that you have in negotiations when you're trying to make moves in the National Football League, trades and 
The last thing you want is to appear desperate. Houston, you have a problem. So that is going to be the big story that we will keep an eye on here over the next couple of weeks now that the official request has been placed uh, by Deshaun Watson, at least according to reports. Not the only piece of quarterback news that we have here on the program today, Sean. It was kind of up in the air. We, we assume Drew Brees is going to retire. We know Phillip Rivers is going to retire. The one that everybody has been waiting on really has been, will Big Ben return, right? He has that big cap number for next year. He could decide to move on. I said to you, what, in a couple of weeks, we, we did a couple of shows that Big Ben will more than likely uh, be back because there's just no way for them to move on from him because of that big cap number well art rooney came out what was it yesterday and was like we would love to have ben back if ben wants to be back but we both know both sides know that that 41 million dollar cap hit number is just not going to work and then apparently either big ben or some representatives from big ben they spoke to the media and said ever we agree with everything art rooney said so big ben back they're going to restructure this deal and it's not going to be a 41 million dollar cap hit for next year basically what this means is the pittsburgh steelers have decided to delay this pain a little bit because they're going to have to pay this money at some point they're just choosing to move it out a little bit yeah when the story hit yesterday i saw it on twitter i took a screenshot and i sent it to my buddy who's a big steelers guy uh ryan he's a loyal listener of the program so what's up ryan uh but the uh i sent him a, a screenshot of it I said hey is this good news or bad news because he's, he's a diehard steelers guy and he said what else do we got mason rudolph so, I mean, yeah, if Ben's willing to whoa, work. Whoa, Dwayne Haskins is there in, hey, in Pittsburgh, if, if, please. If, if Ben is willing to work with you, you you bring him back. I mean, can we? let's not forget this team was 11-0. Let's not forget that. Now, they did have injuries down the stretch that put them in a bad spot. Uh, they couldn't run the ball late in, in late in the football season. They got to find a way to rectify that. They've, they've moved on from their offensive coordinator. So, um, you know, we'll see what they're able to do there. But the team, this team was 11 and 0 last year. Defense playing really well. If they get the, if, if their defense stays healthy, they had some bad luck with that down the stretch. They'll be back and they'll be just fine. Again, like I said, coming into this year, Big Ben doesn't have to be Super Bowl caliber Big Ben from years past. He just has to be quality decent middle of the pack quarterback and this team will be this team will be very successful and they'll be in the postseason again hopefully not losing to their division rivals but uh, you know i so yeah bring them back i like it this is good big ben uh, i also i love it when athletes who just want to play the game are willing to do what he's doing in restructuring i i just i just think that's a that's awesome so yeah i, I mean, think he let's go you know let's run it back I think he recognizes that if they are going to run it back and if they are going to try to capitalize on, listen, there's enough talent on this team to where they did start the season 11-0. and That $41 million cap hit number isn't going to allow them to add to this team to try to put them over the top. So I think he recognizes that, listen, my career is getting short. I don't have a lot of years left. If I do want to make one big hurrah at this, I want to give one more go at this, a serious go. I need to give my front office, I need to give the rest of this team the resources, the assets to be able to build out this roster even more. We saw Brady do this for years in New England. He restructured his contract constantly. He didn't take the, some of the top numbers it, uh, paid at his position in order to give Bill Belichick the ability to go find other talent to build around him while they won so many uh, gosh darn Super Bowls. Speaking of the Super Bowl, Sean, today is a very important day if you were a fan of either of the two teams or if you're just a fan of football in general because today, and Adam Schefter made sure to point this out on Twitter this morning, I think it's a very important tweet. This is nothing new. But this is now the critical phase of the COVID precautions. I will read you directly from the Schefter tweet. Quote, quote, any player or coach with a positive test beginning today will be ruled out for the Super Bowl. Same protocols as regular season. Game on without key players if positive. So now, Sean, 
Listen, we know that they're being tested up, what, two times a day now here for this game. There's one game left on the NFL calendar. They've done a fantastic job getting through all 256 regular season games. They got through all the postseason. There's one game left. But now from this point forward, if there's a positive test for anybody involved for these two teams, you're not participating in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and you don't want to be the guy. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you hunker hunker down now. You, You don't want to be the guy. And I know that there's so many things that you just do in a regular your regular life where you could come across it, right? You know, getting nope, gas. I'm, I'm, do- I'm door dashing food. I'm right. not leaving my house. I'm, I'm Ubering places if I need. Like I, I, I am wearing the mask. I'm, I'm getting my groceries delivered. I am not unless it's for practice. I am not leaving the the right. four walls of my apartment or yeah. house. I'm not leaving. You don't want to be the guy. You know what I mean? You don't want to be the guy, especially if you're somebody that one of these teams is counting on, or you know, you're the guy that gives. Patrick Mahomes contact tracing like you don't want to be the guy so yeah I'm you hit this portion of the calendar yeah you hunker down now so I didn't realize that it's a good tweet by Adam Schefter and again it's not different from the regular season but as obviously it's it's the freaking Super Bowl everything gets magnified a little bit so when Schefter kind of put words to paper and put that tweet out this morning I got nervous right I'm not a fan of either of the two teams I'm not you know I'm not you know playing for any of these two teams trying to win a Super Bowl I got nervous I was like oh gosh like I don't want to you're like you're 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 so right I don't want to be the guy if I'm Andy Reid if I'm Andy Reid I got Patrick Mahomes looking like the kid from Bubble Boy right now his ass is wrapped up at home in a bubble, breathing through like a, a respiratory thing. I mean, yeah, you, you no, no way, no way. It's a movie reference I don't get, by the way. I've never oh, it's seen an that old, movie, old, so. old movie. Yeah. 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 One more story here for you before we wrap up in the league and get into some Cardinals conversations. Uh, the, the term must win gets thrown around a lot and during the regular season, unless you, you know, playoff eliminations on the line. I don't like using the term must win, but. The Phoenix Suns, I think, got a must-win last night when they beat the the Golden State Warriors to kind of stop what was going on. They were they they were having some struggles. That was a nice win last night, a big team effort. The, after Monty Williams really put the whole team on blast after what happened against Oklahoma City, where they didn't finish well, they weren't consistent. He absolutely went off on them in the postgame. Said, "We if we are not consistent, we are with this. We are going to have nights like this." Time and time again, this is not going to be a one-off. If we continue to play this way, this is what's going to happen. The team responded with a big win against Golden State. Yeah, as, as he should have, by the way. I mean, oh, the way- oh, Very good. I enjoyed every minute of it, but he put his team on blast. Yeah, I mean, the, this team has all year long struggled to close out basketball games, right? I mean, the Oklahoma City Thunder game, they struggled to close that out. I mean, they hit a bucket. I think it was Chris Paul knocked down a bucket with five and a half minutes left in the game against the Oklahoma City Thunder, and the Suns led by five at that point. They had one more field goal the rest of the way. Had a couple had a couple of free throws that were, you know, mixed in there. But they had one, I think, it was a, I think it was a Bridges three with like three and a half minutes left. That was their only field goal in the final five minutes plus in that ball game they lost to the Oklahoma City Thunder the other night. The team doesn't close. Look at the two, the two Nuggets games. You're in overtime. Make a play here and there. And we're talking about a five-game winning streak, not a, a, a uh, three-game losing streak that's sandwiched around a couple of wins here. Um, so they just need to find a way to close. Now, to be fair, no Sarich, no Booker, the last handful of games. Um, but you're going on the road now for three, back-to-back against Dallas and the Pelicans to, to finish out the road trip. Um, this is kind of an important stretch here. Kind of a, kind of a you can put yourself back into the into the mix here and get people talking about you in a, in a way that you know uh, is different than years past. But uh, yeah, that was a game you had to have yesterday. That's a team you should beat. And you needed to win that basketball game because the game, yeah. the team you should have beat the night before, you were seven and a half point favorites, as I learned when we did uh, the uh, the Linus Right Basketball Edition on Wednesday. Uh, but you were seven and a half point favorites against the Oklahoma City Thunder without Devin Booker, without Saric. You, you needed to win that basketball game, and you and, and the fact that you didn't was 
kind of embarrassing. So I'm glad that Monty got on their asses. Um, and they responded the next night. Now, can you go on the road? Hopefully, Booker's good to go with the hammy. You never know. Those things linger. Yeah, uh, I, I assumed they kept him out from the last two games, knowing that they were going to need him on this road trip. So hopefully, he's ready to go. But yeah, they, I mean, and, and listen, games like yesterday are exactly what I was talking about when I said don't panic with the Suns team. This isn't last year's team. Despite the records being similar, you're not going to see six, seven, eight game losing streaks. You're just not. They're going. There's veteran leadership on this club that are not going to allow you know, this team to slide to that extent. So um, good win. Now see if they can go and, uh, and, and and get a couple on the road. Back-to-backs in Dallas isn't going to be easy, and Pelicans are playing decent as well. Plus the emergence of DeAndre Ayton as a real force. Uh, he's playing some of his best basketball to date. That has also helped kind of, like you mentioned, that's what makes this team different from last year, the veteran leadership, and you have players like DeAndre Ayton uh, stepping up and playing. That's going to do it for In the Lead, a jam-packed edition there. Uh, of in the lead. Lots of stuff going on ahead of the Super Bowl. This is that week off where no football, but still a lot of football-related news to discuss here on the show. Coming up next on No Bowl with Chris Cressman and Simone. We've talked about it a bunch on this show. The Cardinals don't have a lot of capital. Is there a way for them to change that? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you how they can do that next here on No Bowl with Chris Cressman and Simone. Locally owned and operated since 1951. A proud partner of No Bowl with Chris Cressman and Simone. 19 Arizona locations, the 21 dealerships, the 17 brands. You can go check out that new ride you've got your eye on no matter where you're at in the Valley, north, south, east, or west. But more, maybe maybe more with today's times, nobull.com is where you want to go. 10,000 vehicles at your fingertips and the Noble Express option going to make the entire buying process an absolute breeze. They're going to bring a vehicle to your home, to your front door for you to test drive for the day. You fill out the financial application online, going to deliver the ride once you're done. It's it's It turns the entire buying process into an absolute breeze. Nobull.com is where you want to go. Noble Express option right at the top of the page. You can't miss it. You know it's a name you can trust. Earnhardt. Earnhardt Auto Centers. Nobull.com. 69-year commitment from their family to yours. Earnhardt Auto Centers and Nobull.com. That ain't no bull. Sean, we have spent more time on this podcast on this particular topic than I can remember a topic in the, in the short history of this program. We have talked a lot about the Cardinals and the lack of draft capital and the lack of salary cap space heading into what we believe is a pivotal offseason, a turning point offseason for this franchise. And I found myself yesterday looking up some different things and, and, and playing with some mock draft machines and, and doing some simulations and just seeing what potentially could be available for the Cardinals at 16. And I went down an interesting rabbit hole that we hadn't discussed here on this program, but I'm here to tell you, I, I'm going to sell you on something. I want to give you a sales pitch and see if I can have you join on board All my right. new position uh, in, in the Cardinals draft sweepstakes. Because right now, the Arizona Cardinals pick number 16 in the NFL draft. That is where they currently slot on night one in the first round. That is where they will be picking. Sean Crespin, I'm here to tell you that the Arizona Cardinals should not pick at number 16 in the first round of the 2021 NFL draft. And I'm not talking about trading up. I'm talking about trading down. This team needs draft assets desperately. Five picks in this year's draft. We've explained the salary cap situation at length. Yeah, they're going to have some cap rollover. Yes, they can restructure contracts and cut some people, but it's not like they're going to have an excess of resources there considering all of the players in-house that they're going to need to bring back before they can even begin to look externally at potential free agents that they acquire from other teams who you know no longer will be playing there next season. So the draft is the ticket. The draft is the way out for this team. And Sean, I went back and looked at the last three 
the last three drafts, 2020, 2019, and 2018 uh, of draft day moves, trades that happen on the day of the draft. And this isn't that uncommon, Sean. The Cardinals are in a position at 16 to where they could trade back a couple of spots, still pick in the first round, pick up a third, maybe pick up a second, pick up a fifth, right? They can pick up some draft picks. Let me give you some examples. In 2020, just in last year's draft, remember the Bucks and the 49ers? They swapped from 13 and 14, so the Bucks could take Tristan Worf. That trade worked out pretty well for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Packers, they traded up from 30 to 26 to get Jordan Love. The 49ers moved up from 31 to 25 to get Brandon Ayuk. The, the Chargers traded back into the first round for pick 23. Not all of these quarterback-related trades either. In 2019, the Steelers moved up from 20 to 10 to take Devin Bush. The Packers moved from 30 to 21. The Eagles moved up from 25 to 22. Washington traded into the first round at 26. The Giants got back into the first round at 30. The Falcons did the same to pick at 31. 2018, remember the Lamar Jackson trade? The Ravens moved back into pick at 32. They traded back from 22 to 25 in that same year. The Packers moved up. That's been their kind of theme the last three years. They moved from 27 to 18, kind of right where the Cardinals are picking. The Bills moved up from 22 to 16, which is where the Cardinals are picking. And the Saints made that Marcus Davenport trade, uh, moving up 13 spots to take him. They, they traded two firsts in that deal. So the Cardinals, Sean, I think sit ripe in that area to where if there's a team that has a talent on their big board that they see available, that they see is entering their tier of pick, that they may want to make a move to, to move up. And the Cardinals, with so many needs, and I think when you look at the positions that the Cardinals might want to address, wide receiver, they want to address corner, maybe somebody on the defensive side of the ball, an edge rusher, maybe an offensive lineman, these positions, I think, are deep enough to where this team could move back a couple of spots, four, five, six spots, pick up an additional third, maybe even a second, or a fourth or a fifth along with that third, and give Steve Kime more swings at the bat here because that's something this team is sorely lacking. They're only going to get to do it five times. I think they need more. This might be their way to do it. Yeah, but again, you you also have to be careful. Um, you know, it, it's great to have, and I, I agree with you. I think that the NFL draft is always a numbers game, right? Like the, the percentage in which you hit on draft picks is not very good, so – Give yourself more swings at the plate. See what you can do. Um, but the, the you, if there's somebody there that you like, you know, if there's a corner there that you think can be your guy that can replace Patrick Peterson if they end up in that situation, which I I believe we're trending that way, um, that you you don't pass on him to trade back, just to get you know just to add a third, or to add a you know a, 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 even a second. Like I, you know, to me that's it's it's a it's a it's a it's a game. It's it's a fine line to walk. Really, it's going to boil down to what your big board looks like, how you rate these kids. If there's somebody at 16 that you think can be somebody to replace a significant hole in your secondary, you don't pass up on it. You know what I mean? I I, I understand the idea. Like I said, I know it's a numbers game, but I, I don't know. I don't know. That's not my first choice. Put it that way. I, I'm not actively looking to trade. Uh, I'm, I'm actively looking to find somebody at 16 that can improve my roster in the, in the, in its biggest area of need. Um, yeah, listen, I, I think you and I both agree that corner is probably priority number one. And, yes. and I think if, if a Caleb Farley, like in the Mel Kuyper mock draft that came out this week, or a Patrick uh, Sertain, who I've seen get to them at 16 in some other draft, mock drafts as well, if those two players, if one of those two players is available at 16, Sean, I, I agree with you 100%. I just don't think that that, that caliber of corner is going to be there. And then I think you get into a conversation that we had earlier in the week of – 
are you drafting for for need or or value and playing that game of of what makes sense for your team? And I think that's the situation the Cardinals are going to find themselves in at 16. I really don't think there's going to be this easy home run. Well, this guy's available. This is the guy they have to take. Right last year, and despite by the way, an ESPN story that came out, I believe, this morning ranked the Cardinals 20th in production coming out of their their draft class. So uh, not great year one production uh, out of the, the class that they just produced. But when they picked at number eight, Sean, it was pretty clear. Man, Isaiah Simmons fell to this team at eight. How do they not jump all over the opportunity to take Isaiah Simmons? I don't think they're going to be in a situation like that this year where there's going to be a can't miss. How could the Cardinals not take X player in this spot, right? I don't think that scenario plays itself out, whereas I think there's more of a scenario where at 16, they'll be like, man, we kind of like this guy, but he's at this spot on our board. We don't love him. We like him. And then I think you're going to have teams calling up, especially if, and listen, I don't know how the draft is going to play out, but especially if some of the later round first round quarterbacks, I'm talking Mac Jones and Kyle Trask, sit on the board when the Cardinals sit at 16, because then there might be some hopping that needs to be done in order for some of these teams to get their quarterback of the future. So that could put the Cardinals in a prime spot as well. I'm not saying that I'm all in. I agree with you. If there's a can't miss player at 16, that that's the case. But I think the Cardinals should go into go into draft night with a completely open mind, because I think this is an opportunity. Because Sean, I don't know how else they're going to create capital. Right? I don't know how else they're going to be able to maximize what they're going to be able to do in a draft unless they move back a couple of spots. Um, yeah, I mean, agreed. If, 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 listen, if you, if, if you don't have somebody you love, like if you don't have somebody that you've got you know, a little piece of paper in your pocket written down with a name on it, like you know, draft day. Uh, Monte movie, Mac, no matter what. Yeah, exactly. If you don't have that, if you don't have one of those guys. I've seen, by the way. Huh? It's What's a movie that? I've seen, by the way. Good, finally. Uh, but if you don't have one of those guys written on a piece of paper in your pocket, then yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. But if you don't have one of those guys' names written on your pocket, what are the odds that somebody else does? You know, and the quarterback is usually what drives that, right? Most of the time, a quarterback is what is is what drives that. Um, the teams that are in need of a quarterback, they're in front of you. You know, the the Lions potentially needing a quarterback if they move off from Stafford and they don't get one back in the deal. Carolina, we know even with Bridgewater there, is in the market for a quarterback. They're rumored to be in heavy on the Deshaun Watson situation. Uh, the Denver Broncos, I think we might see them go quarterback again. Um, you know, those are the teams that stand out that need a quarterback, and they're in front of you. You know, so I mean, not entirely. I can come up with Chicago's a couple Chicago's another one, maybe. Chicago, Washington, if Indy misses on... Matt Stafford or trading for somebody else, they're going to be in need of a quarterback. Um, New I'll Orleans at 28 is probably going to be in need of a quarterback. There are a couple of teams. It's not, you know, what what you're going to see at the front half of the draft where I think you can see three or four trades, but there are quarterback needy teams. But Sean, I pointed it out when I when I when I, you know, got all the data. Not all of those trades were quarterback related. Sure. Right? There, there are times where, where teams move up because they just love a player that's on their board inside the top 10 that they can't believe has fallen this far, and they're like, the value is so great, we can go up and get this guy. You have to hope that that kind of situation happens. But I just think I think overall, and, and my, my position on this is, the Cardinals need to explore every and all options 
to improve this roster. They are not in a position where they can just sit back and let the draft come to them at 16 and decide, oh, we'll just take whatever the best player available on the board is. They are not in that scenario. They are in a scenario where they have to build out a roster that did finish one game short of the playoffs that you and I both think isn't going to be the same roster that goes into next year. It's probably going to be a little bit worse. So they they have to turn over every stone. They have to look under every possible place to see where they can find a way to get another swing at the bat, to get to bring in another player in order to make this team better. This feels like the best and most logical way for them to do so. I would agree. I would agree. I just, again, my take on the, on the matter is that's not, in my opinion, that's not number one. Number, number one, one yeah. is find a guy that you love, see if he's there for you. You know, maybe you even move up if there's somebody that you think is going to be How are you a, moving up? What are you using? Uh, Next year's That's the problem. Next year's three. Who knows? Oh, who knows? This no, year's, we just kick the can down the road. We just have this three. problem next year. Yeah, why not? Push it back, procrastinate. Let's go. Um the but the uh yeah, again, that's that's not my number one going into an NFL draft. My number one is to use the pick where I'm at in the especially in the first round, if there's somebody there that I absolutely love. That's disappointing that the sto- you you just mentioned it a second ago. Um the the Arizona Cardinals. 20th you said in the national 20th. football league in, in, from last year from their from their from their rookie draft class yes uh pro football focus put this together uh for espn.com i'll actually pull it up here for you and uh and read the blurb here by the way i a quick note your team here um when when i go when i went to find your team it, it, when it has the jump to section it says oakland so I, I didn't know that your team mm-hmm. moved back to oakland they're not the the las vegas raiders they're, they were they were drafting the like raiders. they were still in oakland so here, so this is the way they, they have the entire draft class there, and then they wrote why they're ranked here and how their top pick fared. Now, this is from ESPN.com, so I'm going to quote here on why they're ranked here. Quote, outside of first-round pick Isaiah Simmons, Arizona got virtually nothing out of its rookie class. Only two of the team's rookies played more than 50 snaps outside of Simmons, and neither impressed. Fourth-round defenders Lucky Fotu and nose tackle Rashard Lawrence were those two rookies, and both produced sub-50 PFF grades, end quote. So they didn't get the production. Like, and, and not just production, none of the other guys saw the field. right? None of the guys played more than 50 snaps. Right. So, of course, they're going to rank this low when the guys just didn't see the action. And even Isaiah Simmons, Sean, we had this conversation throughout the year. Hello, is Isaiah Simmons going to get more snaps? Is he going to be involved more? And, and as the season progressed, it did get better. But that was a talking point even with the guy that was probably their best pick. They took him eighth overall. Even he had those concerns about will he be on the field that, in, in 2020. Yeah, and the Isaiah Simmons things, I understand that. But listen, he started to, throughout the year, definitely seemed like he got more comfortable in the field. Yes. Started to see the field more, right? Started to see that snap count go up throughout the year. So um, I think he's going to be fine. He's got too much raw talent, dude, to not be able to 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 play at this level. Like, he'll, he'll be fine. Um, the rest of the draft class, though, is disappointing. And that's something we've gone over um, a lot already, you know, in this offseason with the Arizona Cardinals and Steve Kime and his draft history and, uh, you know, with where they're at in the um, salary cap situation that, you know, how much, how much, you know, how, how confident are we that he's going to be able to turn it around via the draft? So, uh, listen, I hear you in terms of your take today. I would be, I mean, I'm not, I don't hate the idea of trading back. Again, it's a numbers game. Get as many swings to the plate as you can. But if there's somebody there, you don't overlook somebody that you think can help your football team just to move back to hope there's somebody that can help your football team two rounds from now. Like you, I, I just don't, I, I know that's not my number one goal. Num- goal number one, pick player I think fits, pick player I think can, can help my football team year one instant impact. If that guy's not there, 
you know, if there's nothing written down in your pocket, okay, I'm on board. But that's that's definitely my option too. Not not my not a not number a. Yeah, I, I think I think I'm, I'm, I'm I, I've convinced myself that that's the direction that they should go because I don't think no matter who they take at 16, that one player isn't going to be able to completely transform some of the issues that they have and and getting more swings at the bat and potentially getting multiple players that can help their roster in 2021 might be more important. Coming up next on the program, a little Friday edition of Buy or Sell, which includes a food related topic a super bowl food related topic we will get into it next here on noble with chris crespin and simone but first have to tell you about manscaped and gentlemen valentine's day is upon us make sure you're ready for wherever the night may take you and our friends over at manscaped the global leader in men's below the waist grooming are here to tell you that you need the best tools for the job so you can be ready for anything on that special day two million men already trusting manscaped products to groom make sure you are one of them. Your girl can't think of what to get you this year for Valentine's Day. Tell her to get the gift that's for you and for her. And the best way to get started is with Manscaped's Perfect Package 3.0. Led by the revolutionary third-generation lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, the advanced skin-safe technology, the cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce those grooming accidents. Also waterproof, which prevents a mess on the bathroom floor and in the sink, especially when it's time for Cupid to shoot his arrow. Sean, you like that? Snuck in a new line here on the read today. And then you have the crop preserver, the crop reviver the perfect package 3.0 is the awesome thing to have uh, for valentine's day and remember they got the new refined cologne scent you've heard me talk about that in the past so head over to manscaped.com use the promo code noble and you will get 20 percent off and free shipping that's manscaped.com use the promo code noble and you'll get 20 percent off and free shipping like that sean stuck in a new line there on the I do. for you i do you like that one the manscape reads are the best for sure. They are good. There's, yeah. There is, um, I think, one of the bits we would call some creative liberty that I yes. can have with some of the things <laughs> that I'm able to say uh, when we do the Manscaped read. Okay, Sean, um, completely unprepared here on a Friday. I do not have the soundboard ready to go, so you're just going to have to give me a second here. Yeah, we're we're going to do this live That's on the fine. program. A little buy or sell. Uh, buy or sell is one of my favorite. Topics. Yeah, one of my favorite segments. You know, we'll hit some of the top stories going around in the world of sports, a little pop culture. You, you got me intrigued with the uh the food related topic by the way uh day 12 how oh, yeah how we doing revitalized weight loss i am down 11 and a half pounds in 12 Dude. days so doing well yeah Dude, going well uh, revitalizedweightloss.com is where you want to go for to join your, your first step for a new you and they guarantee 20 pounds in 20 to, in uh, 40 days guaranteed i'm already at uh, i'm already at 11 so doing well very proud of you. Uh, I think I'm ready to go here on this, and we'll, right. we'll do it live, and we'll see what happens here. Buy or sell, question number one for you, Sean. Deshaun Watson will be starting for a team in the AFC East in 2021. Oh, God. Um, sell. I'm going to sell that. Sell, sell, sell. He's going to be starting for the He's going to be starting for a team in the NFC West next year in 2020. Do you think he's going to San Francisco? I think the 49ers are going to go all in, man. I really do. Like, I think they know that they've got a window with, like, so they're the exact opposite of what the Arizona Cardinals are right now. The Arizona Cardinals have the team-friendly cap deal on the quarterback, and they spent big everywhere else, right? Buda Baker, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Chandler Jones. They've got big money elsewhere, quarterback on a team-friendly deal. 49ers can get the hell out of the Jimmy G contract without any issues. They could just say, hey, dude, deuces, we're out. Peace. They can, so cut, they can cut him. It cost they, them 1.4 in dead money. They save $20 million against the cap. Opens them up for right. Deshaun Watson, yes. Matt Stafford. Any of these quarterbacks are available to them. Correct. So they can cut him. 
Deuces, you're out, peace. Uh, and right now, the, the main pieces that they have across the board that would be around Deshaun Watson are all on the team-friendly rookie deals, the Boses of the world and so forth. So they're the exact opposite of where the Arizona Cardinals are right now. I really think they go all in. I think you see the 12. I think you see Jimmy Garoppolo's ass. I think you see everything they can possibly push that way because I, I truly believe they're Deshaun Watson away from being a contender. They were in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, and not much has changed there. So this is they are a legitimate contender if you get Deshaun Watson. I think they go all in. Plus, I think that'd be fun as hell, man. Think about this division that we'd be talking Off about on a Cardinals. weekly basis. Well, no, but, you know, we, we cover this, we, the NFC West and the Arizona Cardinals here with we we're doing the show in Phoenix. Um, look at the quarterback play you'd have in this division. Rust, Deshaun, Kyler. My goodness. And did you know this little fun factoid I, I, I didn't believe yesterday when it was told to me, but I looked it up and it's absolutely true. You know which quarterback has won the most football games since 2017 in the NFL? Is it Jared Goff, Sean? It's Jared Goff. So put him in the mix, I guess, if he's still a Ram, if you believe the stories you're hearing coming out of there. Uh, but that would be a lot of fun. He will be playing in the NFC West. What do you think? Buy or sell it? You're just a homer. You know, it's not for my team. He's playing for the Miami Dolphins. Stop it. He is not. He's not He's not playing for the New York Jets. He's not going to want to go to New York. But it, Miami will want him. They will be able to offer the best package, and I think he wants to go there. Tua, a couple of firsts, Houston, Deshaun Watson in a Miami jersey. It's yeah. easy. Like This is easy. Tua and three basically puts Miami in the conversation ahead of all of these other teams just on those two things alone just on being able to put Tua and the number three pick which by the way is the Texans pick yeah like, no, it's, it's funny the Texans going here's pick your own money back. back here's now your own your quarterback your own, yes yeah give us your quarterback here's your own pick back but that I think is a better starter than anybody else can offer the Jets can get close because they have multiple firsts but I think Miami is best suited for this I think he wants to go there I think that is where he ends up okay that leads us to the other Deshaun Watson related buy or sell this comes from Adam Schefter, who said that there are probably 28 teams that are interested in making a trade for Deshaun Watson. I ask you this, Sean, buy or sell, there are up to 28 teams calling the Houston Texans about Deshaun Watson. Sell that. Hard sell on that. Sell, show me the 28 teams. Okay, so, show so me that would be four teams that wouldn't. Okay, Green Bay's not. Okay, okay can, can we just can we mention the obvious? One of the four teams who can't call the Texans about their about the quarterback is themselves. Right. right so the Texans, the Texans are one Texans, of the four teams. Green Bay. Texans. Tampa Bay is um, not. Kansas City is not. City? So Buffalo Bills are not. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You said a team in there that I don't agree with. I think who? Green Bay would be on the phone. Green Bay's I think Green Bay would be on the Green phone. Green Bay's not on the phone. You, why, why in the world would you do that? Because you can get a quarterback that's 12 years younger, extends oh, the runway to have a to have a run here to win a Super Bowl, to win sure. a championship. Aaron Rodgers is unhappy. Get, you, you know what, Aaron? You want to go to San Francisco? So Green, Bay later, buddy. Green Bay is not on the phone. Tampa Bay is not on the phone. Yeah, Kansas City is not on the phone. Seattle's not on the phone. Buffalo Bills are not on the phone. Um, so Adams' number's already out the window. Cardinals um, should be on the phone, by the way, just, just to make it clear. No, the Cardinals should not be on the phone. And there's a lot the of phone, people yes. in the Valley in the last 24 hours talking about that. They should not be on the phone. A lot of people talking about it. They should not be on the phone. Listen, if you if the set, the only thing you have going for you right now is the quarterback on the team-friendly contract. You send that away and you bring in the $40 million deal with Deshaun Watson, uh, you can kiss Chandler Jones next year goodbye. You can forget about signing anybody else that's currently on this roster that has the name, that has the letters F-A next to them as in free agent. They're out the window. No, you should not be on the phone. You're a significantly worse football team by bringing him in. 
Now, Sean, I, I, we have a little bit of a breaking news here, but it's related to the story that we're talking about. And maybe this quote will change your mind about, about your answer on either of the two questions. The Texans are having their uh, press conference to introduce new head coach David Culley. Yeah. This is a quote from GM Nick Casario, and I will just preface this by saying, well, I have he's got. Why would he lie? Like this is a direct quote from him. Why would he, you know, make this stuff up? Quote: okay. I just want to reiterate our commitment to Deshaun Watson. We have zero interest in trading the player. We have a great plan and vision for him. We look forward to spending more time with him, end quote. I mean, so there it is. Deshaun Watson's not going anywhere. He's playing for the Texans. Yeah, we're going to get to that answer here coming up in a moment. But I saw, I sold that. I sold that, and I've already blown your number out of the water, Adam Schefter. It's not 28. It's a lot, but it's not 28. All right, we'll do this one very quickly. Um, I, I will I will sell as well on that one. Sell, sell, sell. It's a big number. I just don't think it's 28. Uh, buy or sell, the Cardinals are better off trading out of pick 16 than making the pick. I will make my choice very clear because I made the case earlier. I am buying this. I can't buy it or sell it. I'm going to walk That's the no, fence no, and I'm going to stand there. No, no, no. The listen. game is buy or sell. You right, either buy selling. something or you Then I'm selling. Because there's no just way commit. to... Sell, sell, sell. There's no way to know what it's going to look like at 16. You know what I mean? There's no way to know no, that. I, there's, I, there's, so, so there's no way to know if you're going to buy or if you're going to if you're going to trade out or you're not because, like I told you in the last segment, if somebody's there that I love, I got them written down on my piece of paper in my pocket. You know, so and so. No matter what. No matter what. Uh, then I'm not trading. But if that person's gone, I've already had to throw that paper away because somebody else took them. Then uh, yeah, I might be looking to. So I, I mean, I sell it for right now, but I, it's impossible to answer at this point. Jump to five. Okay. You want, okay, so we're we're leaving the the, the, yes. the food related ones yeah. last year. The Lions, Texans, and Eagles have any leverage in sending the quarterbacks on their roster away, buy or sell? Well, the Houston Texans, and this is why I wanted to jump to this one, based on what you just said a minute ago. The Houston Texans are doing their damnedest. They're trying. They're going. Oh, we. Well, we're doing did you see the story can. that leaked? Did you see the story that leaked that no, Deshaun won't veto trades anywhere. He's interested in going wherever. Yeah, yeah that was definitely leaked yeah. from the Texan side As of things in, to try to get more teams involved. Call us. Just let us know what you want. Um, but no, they're trying. They're doing their damnedest to give themselves some leverage. I'm gonna sell this. Sell, sell, sell. And I do it loosely based on the third team that we threw in there. The Lions couldn't have been any dumber. By going public right away, going, hey, we're going to mutually part ways with our quarterback. So everybody call us with your offer. Now everybody knows you have to move Matthew Stafford. Therefore, I'm calling you with a two. I'm calling you with a three. And we'll work from there. You've already killed your leverage if you're Detroit. Uh, the Houston Texans, this has gone so public and gotten so ugly, your leverage sucks right now, too. And you can go and say anything you want to at a press conference to try to get it back. Nobody's buying it. Not a GM in the world is buying it. They're coming at you knowing that you have to move to Sean Watson. So that's that's where that is at. Floor. The Philadelphia Eagles, that's where that's the one I think that has a little bit of leverage because it's up to them. They've got a couple they got a couple of quarterbacks there that they can choose from. They can try to repair the Carson Wentz. Top notch quarterbacks, according to according their head to coach. Their, yeah, according to the new head coach. Top notch yeah. quarterbacks. Uh, but if uh, you know they got two to choose from. So their leverage is all right. They're 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 not terrible though i think most people feel they have to move at least one of them uh but they still kind of hold a few more cards than the previous two teams we mentioned the lions and the texans who i think they have no leverage at all especially i mean add into the fact that houston needs draft picks in the worst possible way people know this like they, they have no leverage and neither do the lions because they lined it up and said hey everybody fire sale on the quarterback 
idiots. Like, what are you doing? So I'm buying this because I disagree wholeheartedly with your take on the Detroit Lions side of this. And here's why: the Texans they're in the they're in the worst spot of any of these three teams. They have zero leverage, right? They have they have no leverage. The Eagles, I agree with you, they have a little bit of leverage because they have two quarterbacks they could potentially move and you could get something of value back. Yeah. The Lions, I don't think, are in as bad of a spot as you painted. Yes, was it a, was it a bad idea to potentially come out publicly and say we've agreed uh, to mutually kind of go our separate ways and we're going to try to facilitate a trade for Matt Stafford? Yes, it was, a, it was a bad idea to come out and say that. But, Sean, the difference between the Lions situations and, and the Texans situation is Deshaun has to agree to go to a place, and the Texans don't get to then just shop offers around and make teams compete if Deshaun you know, leaks it out that, no, I'm not going to Carolina. I'm not going to San Francisco. I don't want to go to the Jets, right? He could completely tank at any moment. Deshaun Watson can hit the nuclear option and tank the Texans' leverage even more by saying, I'm only going to X team. And then X team could be like, we'll just give you two. That's it. That's all we're giving you because he's only going to come here and it's a bad situation for you and we're going to play hardball. The Lions are going to have multiple suitors lining up at the door. San Francisco is going to call. New England is going to call. India is going to call. And that's just the three teams I can think of off the top of my head that are going to potentially call. If Carolina is going to go after Deshaun Watson, you don't think they might call up and, and at least inquire about Matt Stafford in Detroit? And the moment there are multiple teams involved, the Lions can then play these offers off of each other and get something of value. They are in a position where they can spin this with this many teams involved to where they could get something, where the Texans are just flat. They're going to be left out in the rain. They're, nobody's coming to save them, right? They are screwed in this deal. Okay. Last one here, and it's food-related. Super Bowl food-related. You sent me this story mm -hmm. about the disproportionately popular Super Bowl food in every state. And the, the I'm looking at the map here. The uh, answer for Arizona was seven-layer bean dip. And in the pre-show meeting, I told you seven-layer bean dip, not good, overrated, trash. So, buy or sell, seven-layer bean dip is an overrated food. And you already know my answer. Oh, trash. This, this is, I, I will go as far as to say this is probably the worst dip you could offer at a Super Bowl party. Give me buffalo chicken dip. Give me a little French onion dip for my potato chips. You can give me, you know, make make some some sour cream and you know, onion type dip. There's a lots of different dips that I would rank higher than several layer dip, bean dips because I'll go even further. Beans completely overrated. I mean, those are trash. Beans are ridiculous. I mean, who who enjoys beans? Nobody enjoys beans. So seven layer bean dip, I'm out. I'll buy that. Not uninterested. Overrated and beans themselves overrated. I had to quit the show twice for those watching the version. I had to get up and walk away twice because you're you're just the things you were saying were so offensive. I could not handle it. Seven oh, layer. Tell, tell me, tell me why how beans are a good food. They're, they're not. amazing. They're, they're, they they're, go they're in so they, many things. No, they Schubert. don't. They taste like rubber erasers. I so had a friend point things. that out to me one time, and it was like a Jimmy Neutron brain blast. I couldn't unsee it. He's absolutely correct. They taste like rubber erasers. Beans which, are trash. Which beans are you talking about? Dude, refried beans, beans, not good. Baked beans, ah, oh, just gross, man. My gosh, they, black the, beans, the beans are delicious, themselves. too. Oh, no. You put oh. them in the dip, they go in burritos. The texture is so bad. Listen, they go in burritos, they go in dip, they, my go, burritos. they go side with your steak, they go, I mean, how do you hate no, on No, buffalo beans? chicken dip is the premier dip, okay? That is, that is incorrect. Seven-layer bean dip is where it's at. You get a little bit of everything, a little, little lettuce. A little tomato, a little cheese. Little I don't beans, like any of this stuff either. Sour so again, cream. Little, overrated. Oh, oh overrated. you are out of your mind. By the way, what was it? That was there was a ranking for uh, story I sent you. There's a ranking for the the most popular 
dish for the Super Bowl yeah, two, in every state. Two foods were, no, hey, two foods were number one in six different states. Yeah. Click on the map and tell me uh, what's the most popular uh, food no. there. It's seven-layer bean dip. Boom. And it, but it's Boom. joined by something else. And this is a crowd I want to be a part of. Cake. Now, this is a crowd I'm interested in. Two pretty like, good this things. Is, can yeah. I go to that Super Bowl party that's offering cake? Those are two pretty um, good and things. And then a few other few foods were most popular in five states. Chili, buffalo, chicken dip, and spinach artichoke dip. Now, by the way, artichoke dip, just as bad as seven-layer bean dip. Like, dude, this stuff. Buffalo chicken dip is the premier dip that you want to serve at parties, man. Don't Make it simple. It's easy. It's simple. It's I delicious. Thought, it's got some tang. It's, it's spice. It's good. It's good, it's good stuff. I thought New Yorkers had good taste in food. My, my mom's no, no, side of the family. This is just a My mom's side of the family is from New York, and, and they got great taste in food. I, I'm, I'm going to get a phone call later from both my mom and my dad after they listen to the episode. Be like, what are you talking about with your spinach artichoke dip take? But uh, it's just not good, man. It's it's gross looking. Like, it just doesn't oh, look appetizing. It looks so it's good. Just, There's no. seven layers, Schubert. If you know, somebody brings it in like a, a glass dish, you get to see all seven, and you just know where you want to scoop. There's usually some some uh, olives on there. Oh, what's Another, wrong with you? You know what? Another overrated food. Oh, olives. my God. Just add that to the list of what happened to you as a child. Listen, I just don't like beans or olives. I think that's what's just very clear. You said you don't like sour cream. There's usually some guac in there. You don't eat guac. I know that. No guac. Let's go through. Go through all seven layers. I'll tell you if there's one that I like. Do you eat? Do you eat lettuce? No, I don't like lettuce. Who doesn't like lettuce? Especially Dude, on the- it has no taste and it has no t- the texture is gross. Especially just, that kind of lettuce. Off. It's usually the shredded lettuce on shredded, top. Shredded, yeah, okay. Go ahead. You, so that's you, one. Do you enjoy cheese? Now, cheese. Now, listen. Who cheese like is cheese. very good. So who cheese, doesn't like cheese? So there's one layer cheese. you enjoy. Okay, one of the. But usually seven it's layers. the shredded lettuce. You know, cheese you sprinkle on okay. top. You don't that's like fine, the beans. Still good. Right? Don't like beans. No. You don't like sour cream. Don't like sour cream. You don't like guacamole. Don't like guacamole. That's four. Do you know it's in a seven-layer bean dip? How yeah. can you tell me that I'm wrong in my take if you can't name the because, seven layers? Well, I already have. We got, we got. I just start from the bottom. The beans, okay. sour cream, okay, guacamole, okay, okay, lettuce, okay, cheese, cheese. Uh huh. Usually there's some kind of meat in there. You can in put that, chicken oh, or okay. ground beef or. I'm, I'm good with that. All whatever good with you that. want. Let's look at what a traditional the seven olive. layer. No, no, olives are. That's gross. Who likes olives? <laughs> I love olives. Dude, I'm, black, look, black I'm, looking at, I'm looking at one right now, and it just looks disgusting. Like it just doesn't look right. good. Wrap up the show. You're, you're, you're. No, out I, of, I you're know we're gonna go mind. down this. We're gonna go down this. Tomatoes? Oh God. Tomatoes oh, are good tomatoes. too. Uh, tomatoes are good diced and in certain things. I'm not a cherry tomato popper kind of guy. You know what I mean? Some people can just grab the cherry tomato pop in their mouth. Not that guy. That's, I agree that the texture of tomatoes can be a little not not great for me. But you dice them up, put them in salsas, put them in different stuff. Delicious. It's like mushrooms. That is gonna, I can't eat mushrooms, but you put them on a pizza, I'll eat it. That is going to do it for the Friday edition of No Bowl with Chris Crespin and Simone. A very weird edition as we argued about seven-layer bean dip for about <laughs> 10 minutes. Your food is, oh my God, you're missing out on so many things in life. And your take no, on but beans. See, but I, but no, 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 no. You've, no, had no. Some, you've had some bad takes before, Schubert. We all have. I know I have as well. But your take on beans might be the worst one ever. They go in everything. I mean, you don't like a bean burrito? No, I don't. I I, I got a burrito from a, an establishment last night. Did not get beans in the burrito. They're like, do you like either of these beans? I said, no thanks. Hold the beans. Save them for somebody else. Save you know, you, you get a you get a you get a burrito bowl to go from you know where, and you 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 don't put beans in it. 
It was that same place. That's where I got oh. my burrito last night. They asked me for the for either beans. I said, no, hold the beans. So good, man. Please, I'm, I'm uninterested. More of the more of the carne, please, in my burrito. No, All right, that's going to do it for the, for the Friday edition of No Bull uh, with Chris Crespin and Simone. You can follow the show on Twitter at No Bull underscore podcast. Yes, go ahead, Sean. But first, uh, obviously, just Earnhardt Auto Centers. One last time, 1951. Proud partner of uh, Noble of Chris Crespin and Simone. Locally owned and operated since 1951. You know the name. You know you can trust it. Noble.com. Uh, Noble Express option is where it is at. 10,000 vehicles at your fingertips. Told you earlier. Turn the buying process into an absolute breeze from the comfort of your own home. Earnhardt Auto Centers and Noble.com. We couldn't do it without them. We love them. Uh, give them you know, if you're, if you're on the mar- in the market for that new vehicle, Noble.com is where you want to head. Follow me on Twitter at Shoe Radio. You can follow Sean on Twitter at SCrespin02. We will be back Sunday edition of the program. Noble Live, Sean and I, even though there's no games, uh, there's no you know football to break down. Now, Sean, have you given any thought to what cashing with Crespin is going to look like on the Sunday before the Super Bowl? Have you given any thought to this? No, I got to look at all the props. I did see there okay. was a Suns-related prop, actually. It was um, Patrick Mahomes rushing yards versus DeAndre Ayton. Um points and rebounds that's what it was hmm. Hmm, that's yeah. interesting maybe maybe we'll explore that more on the sunday edition of the show so if you can check that out that's over on facebook uh we live stream that every sunday it's sean and i giving you a little bit of a breakdown a little sunday show a little different format than what we do here we kind of just rapid fire through a bunch of different topics so please check that out if not we will talk to you guys next week on monday have a great weekend